This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, August 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's State of Lines. Leaks costing farmers. Capital back in action. Dems push through wildfire bill and climate funding faces Senate showdown. Report. Farmers can boost profit by plugging leaks. The average 1,000-acre farmer in California has nearly 30 major irrigation issues a year. That according to a new report from precision agriculture firm Ceres Imaging. Quickly detecting and fixing the issues can increase profits and conserve critical water supplies during drought and implementation of groundwater regulations. Oakland-based company analyzed more than a million acres of specialty crops in the state during the 2021 growing season. Plain-mounted cameras allow Sarah's specialists to monitor crop health and their agriculture customers. The most common issues they detected were clogs, leaks, and faulty pressure on systems. Irrigation issues stressed tomato crops more than any other commodity, followed by citrus and almonds. On that note, a UC Cooperative Extension study has found that using drip irrigation for sweet corn in the Imperial Valley specifically cuts water use while boosting crop yield 5% and slashes fertilizer use, shaving 25% off input costs as fertilizer prices have moved higher. Lawmakers return to wrap-up session. The Capitol is back in action today after the July recess, and both houses have one month to send what will likely be hundreds of bills to the governor's desk. But first, the measures must survive the gauntlet of appropriation committees next week in the second great culling of unsavory bills. Committees are also holding informational hearings to tee up legislation for 2023. As the session winds down, the Democratic caucus will be looking ahead to the next leader of the assembly. Earlier this year, Ag Chair Robert Rivas attempted to overthrow Speaker Anthony Rendon. After a long recess, the lawmakers offered conciliatory remarks, but few details on the fate of the assembly leader who terms out of office after the next session. The battle could come to a head in coming weeks. House passes wildfire drought bill. Just before starting their August recess, Democrats pushed a bill through the House that would authorize measures to address wildfires and drought. Republicans slammed the measure as a political messaging bill. The legislation, which is actually a package of bills, includes new pay and hiring authority for uh, wildland firefighters and also authorizes funding for removal of hazardous fuels and prescribed fires. There also is authority for a variety of water-related projects. Representative Kemp Schreier, a Washington Democrat, said the measure would, quote, protect the West by addressing water shortages and protecting our forests and addressing the needs of our firefighters. But Representative Glenn Thompson, the top Republican on the House Ag Committee, complained that the House leadership blocked most of their amendments. He said the bill lacked regulatory reforms to carry out needed wildfire mitigation. Senators to USTR press India on pecan tariffs. Eight senators, led by Georgia Democrat Raphael Warnock, 
are pushing U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai to confront India, a companion in the proposed Indo-Pacific economic framework, over its 100% tariff on pecans. Demand for tree nuts continues to grow in India, and higher tariffs mean the pecan industry is not able to participate in this booming market, the senators say in a letter to Tai. Expanding export market opportunities is key to the future of the pecan industry, and we are committed to working with you in support of this goal. India is known for its trade barriers. The situation worsened in 2019 after the U.S. revoked the country's trade privileges under the Generalized System of Preferences program. India, consequently, raised its tariffs. The Washington Week Ahead. August is here, which is usually a fairly quiet period of time in the nation's capital. But this is going to be a crucial week for President Biden's agenda, and it's also shaping up to be a significant one for the Farm Bill programs. The Senate will debate the reconciliation bill that resulted from last week's agreement between Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York. The package includes more than $20 billion for Farm Bill conservation programs and conservation technical assistance. There's also another $20 billion for USDA energy and forestry programs. The top Republican on the Senate Ag Committee, John Bozeman of Arkansas, says the bill is essentially reopening the Farm Bill, which he thinks is a bad idea. Supporters of the legislation say the funding is critical to helping agriculture address climate change. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she's confident the House can pass the bill once it gets through the Senate. Now, take note, the Joint Committee on Taxation has evaluated the bill's climate-related tax provisions and estimates the new clean fuels tax credit for low-carbon biofuels will cost less per year than the existing biodiesel tax credit that would end when the new credit takes effect in 2025. The clean fuels credit, which would sunset after 2027, would cost less than $3 billion over the three years it would be in effect. By comparison, the biodiesel tax credit is estimated to cost $2.7 billion in fiscal 2023 alone. An industry expert notes that the clean fuels credit, which is based on a fuel's carbon score, would start at $0.20 cents a gallon. The biodiesel credit is a flat $1 a gallon. Now, for more on the bill, you can read our Washington Week Ahead. USDA skipped a step in updating the thrifty food plan, according to the GAO. Congressional watchdog, the Government Accountability Office, has issued a report that could complicate the Senate consideration of Stacey Dean's nomination to become the department's undersecretary for food, nutrition, and consumer services. GAO concluded in a six-page report that USDA should have filed a formal report with Congress before adjusting the thrifty food plan, which resulted in a $145 per month increase in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program benefits. USDA argued the update was exempt from Congressional Review Act reporting, but GAO found differently. Uh, Dean oversaw the TFP action as Deputy Undersecretary for the USDA mission area. Here's today's He Said It. 
You can't turn back time and become old McDonald's farm and still feed 10 billion people with 1% of the workforce who's interested in being full-time farmers. It just won't work. That's Adam Putnam, CEO of Ducks Unlimited, speaking to the AgriPulse Open Mic Podcast this week. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, August 1st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chap Daly.